It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes, it's Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're looking at a DC future without Ezra Miller. Oh, Flashpoint didn't go the way he thought it was going to go, it sounds like. Yes, no, no, no. He is Flashpointing themselves right out of the DC universe. Uh, thanks to me, Avatar The Last Airbender gets a second wind, and we'll yes, talk they, about why this Chris, is my fault. Chris was the one one extra yeah. viewer in their analytics that they needed. I was the push to make the announcement. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Wonder Man is coming to Marvel, and I know mm-hmm. this was fun for you because you don't know who Wonder Man is, so you got to look mm-hmm. it up to this week. Uh, and more. Yeah, and uh, uh, folks... Uh, I'm going to read a headline here. Uh, I just need everybody on the same page. Uh, Police are searching for a suspect who allegedly punched the mayor of Louisville, Kentucky, officials say. Uh, Police in Louisville, Kentucky are searching for a suspect they believe punched the city's mayor at a popular downtown event uh, on Saturday. So, Chris, this is where I formally ask you now that we're on mic being recorded for all to hear. Yes. uh, Where were you Saturday night? Were you anywhere near the mayor of the fine city that you live in? (laughs) I was not. Uh, I was. I was in another state actually this weekend. Uh, now, I. I mean, that sounds like a convenient alibi. Yeah. Really, an mm-hmm. entire state to be. Uh, I, all I'm saying is they got some screenshots of the person here. Uh, it, they're they're blurry. Uh, I, I, if I squint at the blurry picture, I can envision it being you. So uh, all I want to mm-hmm. say is I'm I'm lucky that we record this over Skype because it seems like your rage issues are. Yeah building and mounting uh so everyone be cautious if you ever come across chris he will punch you yeah that's right uh with and wait hold on no I, no i didn't no it wasn't it wasn't me what are you talking about <laughs> um so the uh the reason i was not here is because today on sunday is father's day so happy father's day to all the dads listening to mm-hmm. us a uh, long time fathers new time fathers uh we like we you know, we celebrated our uh, friend Quentin Parker, with his new child, a couple weeks ago. So his yeah, I was uh, just I in was time, just a, right under the line, Quentin. <laughs> I was uh, just at Target uh, earlier today, and I was uh, in the uh, clothing section because we have a the wife and I have a vacation coming up here in a couple of weeks. So you know, looking for some new clothes for the vacation, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, a lot of uh, late uh, Father's Day gift uh, searchers in the in the men's clothing section. <laughs> A lot yeah. of people poking, prodding around, like, oh, what do I get before I head over to dad's? So yeah. good luck to all the folks who had to do some uh, last-minute shopping yeah. for dad out there. Dads are hard to buy for. Uh, they're uh, More often than not, they're not quite as mon- emotionally connected as the mothers are uh, right. on the other side of the equation. So it's just like, oh, man, if your dad doesn't like golfing or like beer— you know you're you're kind of screwed. <laughs> so mm-hmm. good luck, good luck to everybody who yeah. uh, went through that gauntlet. Tie sales are through the roof this time of year. Uh, so you know um, pe- people just love getting ties for their dads. Oh, uh, I never I never um, bothered to yeah. think about the tie industry that was decimated yeah. during the work from home era of our it, lives. Exactly. Here. Well, I think ties would follow. It's pants industries that really suffered. Uh, <laughs> you're not getting those work slacks or those work belts, but. Um, 
Uh, I, I agree. I was in Target earlier, and I saw someone, a, a, a line of people at the card uh, list, oh, right? Getting yeah. the last minute <laughs> Father's Day cards. I so, got my dad oof. a... Uh, a Star Wars Father Day card that had the uh, the young um, Harrison Ford as Han Solo on there. Oh, yeah. I don't remember. All don't remember exactly. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember exactly what the what the Star Wars Father's Day pun was, but I'm sure it was like you're a light year ahead of the others or something like yeah. that. Or I guess it would be light speed, not light year. I guess this is an awkward transition into our, it, it, our it, first topic well, up yeah, here, yeah, the, yeah. what we've been up to. Even you jumped it here. I got my dad a sign, uh, Seinfeld uh, card that said Serenity Now. Uh, so, you know, the classic <laughs> nice. stuff. But light year, yes, I was able to check light year, like the like the rest of us plebeians uh, who have to wait until it actually hit theaters. Um, my wife and I went to see it on Thursday afternoon, and I've informed Mike. I'm not gonna get details here. I've had a busy week, uh, so I was mm-hmm. lucky to go see Lightyear uh, in in the small uh, time frame uh, we had available. And um, it, I I had a good time with Lightyear. I think it's a great movie. My problem with this film is this is not the movie Andy was watching in 1995. Uh, how they <laughs> open this? This is way too emotional. And like you know, relevant and uh, you know, kind of forward with some of this messaging um, than what they made in '95. Like in my head, they're like doing like a Schwarzenegger like Predator style movie with Lightyear, right? Like the one he's watching is like all machismo, and he's like shooting guns and flying. This one, you know, y- you hit the beach, you hear the quotes that um, you know Tim Allen makes in in the movie, but it's not. I, I had a good time with it. I think the cast of characters is great. Um, and based, uh, again, I was very surprised by the storytelling part of it because I was led to think it was one way and it was actually another way and how, and, and you know, can probably know what I'm talking about a little bit here and, mm-hmm. and how like the trailer said this story was going to go and how it actually went. Uh, very interesting. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, th- I think overall, uh, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a fun movie. I had a good time and, um, Mike found this out the hard way uh, because they don't give it to you early, but there were three post-credit scenes if you go see this. Now, mind you, they're not like Marvel-level post-credit scenes, but there are three things you will see if you stay till the end, end of the film. Um, yeah, it was it was interesting because uh, I didn't really get to engage in any of the discourse after I watched the film since I had a chance to see it a week early. Uh, and I was actually kind of shocked to see like the reaction of at least... I'm sure a minority of people on uh, uh, Twitter, but uh, critics are not enjoying this one as much. I think people are saying it's the, I think it's the lowest reviewed Pixar movie, but even the lowest reviewed Pixar movie is still, I think in like the 70% somewhere on Rotten Mm -hmm. Tomato, I believe. I haven't really checked in on it lately. Uh, And then uh, like, I will concede that maybe adding the text at the beginning of the film saying this was the movie that Andy watched uh, was a bit of a stretch because, you know, you kind of have to make a modern, you know, 2020s movie nowadays. Whereas like, you know, if this movie was made back in the nineties, it's just like when you go watch Venom in the, in the movie theaters, right? You're just like, Oh, this feels like an early like version of superhero movies. That's just made modern. So they really couldn't have it both ways, but uh, I've been seeing like I, I would say overly proportioned reactions to what is essentially a kids movie right like when I go and do a Pixar movie like yeah. 
I, I know what their intended audiences is. It's a, it's an all families type of audience. This isn't like mm-hmm. the nitty gritty, like superhero space adventure, like movie that might star somebody like, uh, like a Chris Pine or like a Chris Pratt, if you will. So, uh, I, I saw some of the people like diving into like Buzz Lightyear lore, like, discrediting the movie and i was like what are you people doing with your (laughs) lives that you're getting this much into the film like i i don't i don't know i've seen a lot of people talking about like how media literacy is like slowly starting to die and i really start to feel it like you cannot come so hard at a uh, Disney Pixar movie like it, this, it's 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 honestly hilarious to see the response that some uh, uh, nerds yeah. have had. I, I pulled up real fast. It's not the lowest rated. All three Cars movies are below this. Uh, okay. In reviews, The Good Dinosaur and Brave. Brave is pretty close though. Well, this is backwards. Uh, Brave is actually higher by one point now. Um, still beating The Good Dinosaur. But uh, you know, it, it is. 30 years ago, this movie was not dreamed of 30 years ago when they made the first Toy Story, mm-hmm. right? Like, th- this is just something like, hey, we have an idea. Let's kind of roll with it. It's fun. I, I grew up watching uh, Buzz Lightyear Star Command, the animated show, um, mm-hmm. in, the, in the like late 90s, early 2000s. It was like on in the morning before school. That was very fun. Um, it, it definitely is against this, but I don't, I don't give a shit. It's Lightyear. It's <laughs> it, like my whole, like my row, and I'm, I, mess, I think I'm going to message you with this, like, um, there's just uh, there was kids in the in the row beside me. A lot of kids, a whole family. It's fine. There was a child under three who um, had this. They had this innate ability to just be louder than the movie, no matter how loud the movie is. And I'm like, good for you. But like, it didn't bother me. Like, you know, I was a little upset. But I'm like, it, it's a kids movie. Yes, I I hope kids are here watching this movie because this is what they're here for, right? They have to learn somewhere. And Lightyear is one of those things. Like, I'm not gonna go t- preach the the qualities of this film to everybody else but by god it's a good intergalactic blast it's a beautiful film uh some of those oh, shots yeah. um mm-hmm. especially whenever i believe i've even said in this trailer like where he lands on the few uh lands and he meets um uh is it i guess izzy uh the 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 mm-hmm. granddaughter from the trailer like the rocks in the 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 background look almost real life kind of thing uh and it's just it's just fun. Um, what I would love to do, honestly, Mike, I don't believe in IP video game crossovers anymore. But wouldn't this make a great video game? Uh, like the story for this, <laughs> yeah. like make a no. great sci-fi video game. I loved it, and like they pretty much had like a video game puzzle. And I was actually just about to bring it up. I loved the visual look and the sound design of the red cone beams that yeah. they got stuck in, like the in their little side mission. I just loved how they like made a little mm. noise and then they would get sucked together. Yeah. So yeah, visually the movie is absolutely stunning, and you always get that with Pixar movies, which is great. So yeah, yeah I would if you were on the fence about this movie and the internet was kind of pushing you to not go see it. I don't listen to them. People are being so hyperbolic about this film. And yeah. I think it's because it's a Pixar movie, right? People are, are kind of expecting this elevated emotional connection to a story when it comes to a Pixar movie, mm-hmm. which is not necessarily a bad thing. It's like on brand for a lot of the films that they put out, but this isn't an inside out. Right. This is 
isn't the type of film that they're making. This is just like a fun summer action it, movie. And 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 I think people are also expecting Toy Story one through four, right? All four movies, you know, heralded, you know, reviewed fantastic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is this may have a Toy Story character, but this is not Toy Story. Like this yeah. is. Far from it, and honestly, I think it would. Ele- I think the only thing that would elevate it more for me is to make it more like a '90s, '80s action film where it's just you know over. He's overly confident and everything, yeah. but this one kind of humanizes him a little bit, and, and that's great. Makes it a great film, yeah. but like I want to see the movie they really did in the 1990s because I think that would be yeah. much better. I I wouldn't be honestly. I really wouldn't be surprised if at the beginning story stages of it that was on the table, right? Yeah. But I feel like they probably had to make a decision. Like, okay, if we want to make this kind of like 90s action movie, you know, we're going to have to go all in. We're going to have to kind of go meta with this. We're going to have to be making kind of like an aged movie. And they probably had to make this decision of, uh, is the audience going to uh, gonna accept this? Are they going to yeah. enjoy it? Are the kids in the theater going to be able to resonate with it? And, you know, whether or not it was a good or a bad decision, I still like, I still like the movie. Like, mm-hmm. I just went in expecting to have a good time with I, and i did so i i as a cat owner uh, uh socks is is by far one of my favorite characters oh uh, my god stand out i love that cat <laughs> yes uh every, everything he does uh is just is just fantastic all the way through and um and, and i honestly i didn't think it was taika watiti for a while who voices mm-hmm. um is it is it mo i believe mo yeah um i thought it was the the guy from the it crowd um oh um, Ma, moss um Richard Ayoade, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, but Taika Waititi again permeating all aspects of Disney uh, mm-hmm. at this point in, in getting a, sl- a paycheck wherever he can, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely recommend. It's definitely a, a good break for for the week um, to to watch it on a Thursday. Uh, the other thing I'm gonna I'm gonna call it here, Mike. Um, I don't know I don't know how much this is gonna resonate with you. Um, Dragon Ball Super, which is the sequel to Dragon Ball Z. Right, I had a TV show ran uh, for for I think 152 episodes. They released a movie to theaters, Dragon Ball Super Broly. Right, um, mm-hmm. so they canonized the character Broly, who had three Dragon Ball Z non-canonical films. They're releasing another movie. Uh, it's in Japan right now uh, this month, but in English, Dragon Ball Super Superhero August 19th in theaters here. Um, and I could not be more excited to go back and watch more Dragon Ball Super uh, at this rate in my life. As, as a 35-year-old man, I can say that proudly, um, that, <laughs> that I'm going to go probably go to the theaters and watch this. Because um, it, it takes place after the Dragon Ball Super Broly film. Uh, it uses some of the new, newer 3D anime animation for it, um, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. And uh, it's just it's just something to go check out and have a good time with because it's like I feel like they treat it like well it was like fandom events kind of films like not a lot of mm-hmm. screenings will have it but um, yeah before we get another you know anime run I, I I'm excited to kind of go watch this Mike uh, have you have you yeah. heard or seen anything of it yet man I I I feel like I've kind of uh, disconnected with a uh, with a uh, Dragon Ball Z mm-hmm. or the Dragon Ball franchise um, after a while. Uh, but I, I was driving down the freeway every uh, the other day, and I saw somebody who had a license plate that said Big Goku. And I was like, <laughs> good on you. I want that license plate that says Big Goku. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, it's one of those things that we talked about. I, I was um, reminiscing, I guess, lamenting with Mike uh, this week about uh, Japan is doing a Gundam burger style at McDonald's. Uh, so, like, mm-hmm. you know, they had this Gundam meals in, in, in Japan. I'm like... Son of a bitch! I don't get to have Gundam meals, and it's not like brand new Gundam. It's just like 
original Gundam with Char Aznable and, and all those those original 80s Gundam characters. I'm like, dang. Mm-hmm. They're really bringing it out here. And, um, you know, Dragon Ball, it, it gets some love. It's got a card game. It had a video game a couple years ago. Um, it's still making money left and right. Uh, I think it's, like, one of the biggest properties uh, for... Um, I forget who owns it. Is it Bandai? Uh, Namco? Probably. I don't. Yeah. Think it, I don't think it's Shonen. Is it or is it Shonen? Well, the 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 anime or the the manga is in Shonen Jump, but I don't think they okay. own the, the like everything else outside of that. And it's still actually got a manga going. Like they haven't converted it to anime yet. Uh, so like it's just one of those things that's just running. And it's like you know from our childhood, just nostalgia's it all nostalgia's always coming back, man. Uh, so I'm excited to watch this. Um, I might give me an opportunity to go rewatch. Um, the Dragon Ball Z movies. Uh, was, um, there was like uh, uh, Revenge of F or something like this, a Frieza movie, and then there was another one, uh, Battle of Gods and Broly. So uh, I, might, I might dive into it this summer, put it on in the background. Um, but I, there's another anime-like show I've been watching, and we'll talk about that here uh, when we get to the show notes. But you introduced—you uh, didn't introduce me. You showed me <laughs> some sort of jelly slash jam, or at least I thought it was. <laughs> I was very yeah. there's a peanut butter blurry in the background like you can't fault me for thinking it was yeah this was, this was a bit of a stretch I was trying to think if I watched anything particular this week and I, I guess I hadn't outside of what we normally talk about on this show so I was like well I just went to Trader Joe's and I got this thing called ube spread if you're not familiar with ube it's this kind of like purple sweet potato that I believe is popular over um, on the other side of the globe from where we are right here and they made this like spread out of it and it's just absolutely delicious it's like sweet and savory it's got umami in it we we spread it and put it on some uh, kind of like toasted uh, english muffin style so if you can put it on like some hot carb or something it's just absolutely delicious it was at trader joe's ube spread it's in this little kind of like purple jar uh, it was just so good yeah. Like I'm, I'm gonna find like a thousand things I can do with it. So uh, that's my that's my recommendation yeah. for this week. Ube spread. I bet you didn't see that coming, everybody. I don't know if I've ever seen that in the grocery store, but I'm also not looking for it. Um, yeah. Like well, what, what store I, did you get it at? It was Trader Joe's. They've uh, they've been doing other Ube inspired products there in the last like year or two. They have like this Ube pancake um, kind of mix that's really good. It's it's nice because I think they. They either replacing all of the flour or some of the flour with rice flour, so you're kind of getting like this different texture on the pancake. So that looks really good as well. I think they also have like a little shortbread ube cookie, but I haven't tried that one. But the ube spread is uh, absolute fire. So the next time you're at Trader Joe's, keep a lookout for it. You won't be disappointed. It's so good. So good. All right. Well, if I get over to Trader Joe's, uh, I'll, I'll let you know how how this yeah. how this is and how it's going. Um, let's go ahead and do housekeeping uh, a couple weeks. We will be doing episodes, but Mike, you will be gone, right? Uh, just, mm-hmm. just for everybody to know. Um, so we, we will, we will be maintaining this show for the, for the foreseeable future, but Mike may be gone a day or two. So yeah, that's uh, right. I'm very, very excited for you. If you find Ube spread where you're going, Mike, do let us know, or if you have to take <laughs> I, your own, um, I will let everyone know. It, yeah. Uh, so let's go ahead and drop this on. Uh, I was uh, having trouble sleeping last night, but Mike, uh, always checking the news, always looking for updates here, sent me uh, this this fantastic news drop of an article here. Uh, <laughs> Warner Brothers, uh, including the newest guy, David Zaz- Zaslav, I believe. 
uh, I don't remember his last name, it started with Z, is looking to drop Ezra Miller after the Flash movie releases next year. Ooh. This was this was like a crazy news week for Ezra, Ezra Miller. Uh, and for me, finding out about it, because last I checked, I would say like midweek, it was like, oh, they're looking for Ezra Miller because they're trying to serve him papers for like when he like, punch somebody or threw a Do chair a cha- in the he, or yeah, something yeah uh, well yeah. no no it was actually it's neither of those it's they said he was like grooming this girl who was like 13 or whatever well that was like a that was a separate thing that i learned because like basically yeah. i've been following the ezra miller news i feel like with memes and like the last meme i saw it was like ezra miller fighting everybody in hawaii and then all of a sudden there's this thing where like a child has gone missing with him. So I looked it up and they have been supposedly or allegedly grooming a, um, a non-binary person uh, at the time. I think they were like 16 or 17. Now they have aged to legal age. So now there's like this kind of like legal gray area and they have like yeah. disappeared somewhere across the globe. Where in yeah. the world is Ezra Miller and his, uh, and so- his groomed friend? Well, so they they know where this 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 person is. Uh, they're with their father, so that that's good. Um, the biggest thing is th- the last one I read, which was I guess at like two in this morning, because you sent me down this rabbit hole uh, while we couldn't sleep. Um, Ezra Miller has deleted their Instagram account uh, after posting about, "Hey, I might be in another multiverse," kind of thing, uh, mm-hmm. and cannot be found by police to be served the papers from those people uh, on. I believe it's a Native American reservation, as uh, where he was. Uh, yeah, there's. <laughs> There's lots of like weird like kind of twists and turns to the story, but I cannot stress enough how you should not be following this news from uh, Chris and I. Yeah. We will be talking about like the the maybe the interesting or unique circumstances that might come from the movies that he's in, but I have no clue. Yeah. I'm not really keeping up with the ongoing legalities of it and who or who or who hasn't been alleged to do what now. So go find a more reputable news source. Uh, all we know is Ezra Miller is this... Uh, firebrand that is going down in flames and it made me think about when uh we watched the the newest fantastic beast movie a couple weeks ago and I, there'll be like a little bit of spoilers about that movie here yeah. but go ahead and jump forward but i don't think the movie's very good anyway so i wouldn't save yourself if you care too much i don't know if uh, there's spoilers in the movie but that's fine. yeah <laughs> but basically ezra miller is all but written out of the franchise in the mm. last movie and it really makes me wonder if he is also just a hassle to deal with on set, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because all of this news about, you know, the legalities of him fighting people and possibly abducting people have all come out somewhat recently. But the last Fantastic Beast movie had was filmed like, you know, a year or two ago. And he had been in subsequent movies. So I wonder if he's also just like a pain of an actor to deal yeah. with on set and someone's like... Let's just write him out of this franchise. I'm well, tired with of dealing with them, and yeah. lo and behold, uh, the the person's predictions come true, and they they uh, really lucked out. Well, I do know um, th- there were there were reports of him being trouble uh, on Fantastic Beasts, uh, mm-hmm. but you know that he wasn't. Sorry, they weren't as big um, previously before the Fantastic Beast movie, right? They were in more um, indie films, if you will. Um, so. I, I who who knows? Like I said, we're not we're not TMZ over here uh, at, at all. But boy, the news keeps piling up for this dude. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, whatever trouble they're having, I hope they find a solution. But 
this is really starting to hurt um, a major franchise I'm actually looking forward to because I like the Flash as a character. Mm-hmm. And he's got some really cool powers. They've got Tim Burton, not Tim Burton, Tim Burton's Batman, Michael Keaton back on board. Um, you know, they've got a Supergirl in this movie. There's a lot, you know, I'm excited for this film. Uh, yeah, there's not one, but two depictions of Ezra Miller, Barry Allen, in this movie as well, because we've seen that there's like another alternate version. So, yeah, it really makes you wonder, you know, um, I don't think we have any particular uh, Aqua Man news, but, you know, Amber Heard every week gets more and more taken out of that film. So Ezra Miller is the star and the center of The Flash, so I don't think there's any possibility of, like, a recast at all. The mm-hmm. movie, it seems to be all but done and well, will be released. But I yeah. guess it possibly depends. Like, the news could get worse. It seems like there is a trend where it just gets worse every week. Uh, it does make me wonder, is there, like, a limit? to what it would take for them is this is there a world where this yeah. movie could possibly be canned you know yeah i after um all the uh trouble it went through how many directors did this go through right how how mm-hmm. many you know the, who all the writers everything you know they need to get this off the ground i feel they they really gotta just do it and and figure it out but they've already filmed most of this and it's pretty hyped and they even have you know again Use the same actor twice uh, for this film. So there's a lot going on here. The other news I, you know, I kind of pulled from this: uh, the director of this, Andy Machete uh, of the It film uh, fame, um, had drawn a cover um, for the prequel comic for this Flash movie, uh, mm-hmm. and in it, it shows um, Batman fighting someone like a metal suit thrown a police car at Ezra Miller, who is naked, putting on a Flash suit. Uh, so he's oh. mostly naked. Oh yeah, I did. I did see that. <laughs> uh, so, um, if this whole comic doesn't get canned by the end of this, I would not be surprised. But uh, you know, it seems Warner Brothers, uh, the Fantastic Beast franchise, even recasting Johnny Depp, right, um, with with the mm-hmm. Amber Heard thing and her and Aquaman. This is there's a lot going on here. But the sad news is, um, test results are showing really good reactions from this film, right? Like early early reactions mm-hmm. to the early cuts of this film. Um, but you know it's very risky to keep this actor now something we've talked about um, other other articles have also posited is like due to flashpoint do they recast like let ezra miller have this film and they recast him at the end he comes out looking different because of the speed force because of the time changes so on and so forth and use this movie as an opportunity to get ezra miller out the door officially uh while also introducing somebody else who's a little more stable um or yeah, it's really not, not reactionary. Uh, Chris and I were both pl- th- uh, throwing around possible fan castings. Um, I threw out this uh, kid by the name of Anthony Tur- Turpel. I think that's how you say his last name. But he plays uh, uh, a best friend in the Hulu series Love, Victor. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if uh, you're listening to the show and haven't watched Love, Victor. But it's a fun little kind of coming-of-age teenage story that just wrapped up its third and final season on Hulu. And he's just like a very um, very quirky, energetic, uh, co- um, compelling kind of face on screen. And he kind of gives off Barry Allen vibes to me anyway, so... That was my fan casting. And then Chris, you mm-hmm. you threw back the the Maze Runner kid at, yeah. at me. I, D- I Dylan O'Brien, yeah, you know he was a Teen Wolf and that 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 uh, on the TV show. Uh, he's in the Maze Runner movies. He's the voice of Bumblebee in the latest iterations of the movies. 
Um, I think he was in yeah, like, that was, Love and Monsters I had to look, recently. I, I had to look him up, and if you had seen the most recent season of Curb Your Enthusiasm, he is the, uh, I, I think, I don't know if he plays himself yeah, in the he show, does. but he plays... So he plays a young Larry in the in the in the Larry David Netflix show that they're trying to make in the latest season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it does make you wonder: do they do they re did they just do like a recast and then they just assume everybody out there in the world knows what's happening? They don't need to explain it too much. Everyone will just get over it and be like, okay, let's just press forward with this Flash universe or. Do they do something in universe to explain the visual difference? Like we've been talking about so long of like, oh, if you're an actor in the DC universe, uh, hopefully they like you because they could use this tool called Flashpoint to kind of erase you or reconfigure you. But I guess we never considered the problem of the Flash being the person that needs to be replaced, right? Yeah. Uh, The the, um, ending, um, I guess... I saw a picture of like everyone from Justice League, and only two people remain. Um, oh yeah, I saw that too. Like the Jason green Momoa, shot, yeah, right? mm-hmm. Jason Momoa and Gal uh, Gadot. Gadot, uh, the only two people left, and you know, um, nothing against Gal Gadot, but her last Wonder Woman movie was um, travesty. Bad. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, there's. I think she'll be back. It's fine. I think she can redeem it. But you know, they've also changed. You know, uh, they've got new, all these mergers and stuff. There's new people running Warner Brothers now. Um, you know, we're, we're gonna, we'll talk a little bit about the Joker movie they're pushing forward with as well. What what they just need someone running that ship over there, Mike. And we've said that since mm-hmm. day one. But you know, this is an interesting thing. Like the idea of, of DC fans are very vocal, a very vocal crowd. Uh, no no doubt, nothing wrong with that. But you know, w- when the Snyder you know cut came up, everyone was vocal. Everyone was was, was had, a, had an opinion. I've not really seen anyone come out for Ezra Miller. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I'm not seeing a whole lot of support there. Yeah, it's they're kind of quiet on that front. So I think you know, w- you know, it's interesting. To, you know, do you, when you recast someone, will there be the you know recast Ezra Miller down the road? I don't think there will be. Uh, so I think that's a that's a safe bet. But you know, we are not in charge of Warner Brothers or or DC Entertainment. But uh, it hopefully- will be it will be strange though, right? To see like red carpet premiere photos for this mm-hmm. film and like Ezra Miller won't be there yeah. <laughs> because in what world would they let would they let uh, Ezra show up so yeah, yeah wild wild news um, I feel like we've had similar scenarios happen but it's always been like um, uh, you know second in second on the call sheet right or third on the call sheet never like number one on the call sheet so well, uh, yeah, it's, fun times for Warner Brothers. Right? We we are living in a, an interesting world, but I can I'm excited for the Flash movie. Um, you know, real life of Ezra Miller out of it. I'm very excited for this movie. Got a lot of opportunity, I think, uh, for that. So we'll we'll see. We'll keep you guys appraised uh, of what's going to happen with us. We're we're about a year out for it. Uh, Hercules, the live action Hercules. You know, um, the from the animated movie. You ever watched that animated uh-huh. movie? Uh, I have Guy Ritchie, who did the live-action Aladdin uh, version, has been tapped to do the live-action Hercules movie. Um, so, a couple things here. Do you bring back um, Phil, who was voiced by um, Frank Reynolds? Oh my gosh, always sunny. What's his name? He was the Penguin in the Batman Returns. Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito was the voice of Phil. Sorry, I couldn't think of Danny DeVito. The voice of Phil, and that. Do you bring him back to voice the the, the character in this live action movie, right? Uh, kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. 
I don't think Guy Ritchie did a bad Aladdin movie. It was different. Uh, you know, the the big drama there was Will Smith um, being being the genie. Uh, overall, not not really a, a horrible film. I, I hadn't even thought about it actually until uh, I saw Guy Ritchie was it. But you know, um, I think this is a great opportunity. But I I'm not excited by hearing Guy Ritchie's attached to it. Right? Like, yeah, I know. Like, we're not necessarily maybe the target audience for these films i don't oh, know maybe hercules is kind of a bit different right I've, because this was kind of like a disney movie that like little boys could kind of get more yeah. uh, hyped up in but uh, i just keep thinking back to the live action mulan and the kind of the the decision to kind of make it more culturally appropriate right by removing the songs and removing like mushu and you know like a magical cricket and things like that right I feel like it sucked a lot of the fun out of the movie, uh, which is a decision to make. So I just hope they don't suck the fun out of Hercules, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to yeah. see, like, the devil. I want to see musical numbers, you know, like, yeah. lean into it. Be fun it, with it. And, and the thing is, Hercules, I don't – I know Hercules has a couple musical notes in it, but I don't think of it as being a musical, right? Like, to me, I always remember Hades, voiced by – um, um. The, the Saturday, I, I'm horrible with names. It's one of those days with names. The Saturday Night uh, host, he, he he has a big chin. Jay Leno. Was it? Was it Jay Leno? Uh, uh, was it Jay Leno? Was no, it, it wasn't like Jay. Some, he said he joked about being like Jay. It is. Um, for some reason, I, I'm thinking Phil Hartman, but no, I don't know if it was. Or no, right. no, uh, Family Guy. They named the school after him. He eats the M and M's. Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. <laughs> that guy. Oh, James James Woods. James Woods. I'm pretty sure is the, is the voice of that. Um, but he, he James he, Woods. Yes. He looked like he said he looked like Jay Leno. So that's why I, I always have to work backwards. They're great. The um, the uh, two little minions he sends out, uh, Pain and Panic, are hilarious. Right parts of this. The 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 cool thing about Hercules is like he's fighting all these mythical creatures and he's got a little, um, you know. Uh, minotaur looking dude to help him out uh you know who, who's like yeah, get up and going and then of course there's meg um a lot of girls like meg because she's not like the damsel in distress right kind of thing mm-hmm. so it's fun to to think about hercules um but you know guy Ritchie, he, he he didn't do bad in aladdin but he didn't do standout work so um hopefully if he does this he can make a standout work uh the last guy Ritchie mythological movie i watched was uh King Arthur and the Legend of the Sword or whatever he did. Oh, wow. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. I had free tickets, thankfully, to that. Uh, but, you know, it's just kind of like, well, yeah, but, you know, is there someone else with a better vision out there who could do something with this? Um, kind of like when Tim Burton took on Alice in Wonderland, right? Kind of elevated that movie up a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, so, like, is there someone who could, like, take their iconic look or view or someone who's, like, you know, up and coming who could t- grab this and make it pretty good along the way. So, um, I would have put Taika Waititi in charge of this one instead of a Star oh, Wars movie. That 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 would have been actually really fun. Yeah, he's about to play with Zeus in uh, Thor: Love and Thunder, so uh, I think mm-hmm. it'd be be pretty cool to see him have some of that injection humor in there. But if you guys have any ideas of, of that, now I guess the thing is, who do you ha- cast as Hercules? Yeah, like what? It is interesting, right? Because now that you're going live action, now you have to like you know, peg like a visual age onto Hercules because isn't the, it's the character in the, um, in the movie, like it's an adult, right? Like early twenties. Yeah. Like, like mid twenties at most. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cause there was a TV show another speaking of animated Disney shows, uh, Hercules where it told the story of him and Phil in between him 
training yeah, NFL he, to, before he got to the adult. Yeah, league. when he was like a teenager. Yeah, you gotta find. Uh, you just gotta find an Adonis out there in Hollywood, right? Someone to embody yeah. like a Greek god. So, mm-hmm. uh, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, and has the humor to nail it because that's a very humorous role, right? Like he's got to be like mm-hmm. he he's got that. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I know I'm the son of a you know I'm, I'm a demigod kind of thing, very strong, but you know it's kind of goofy. So um, we just don't want to. Yeah, good looking guy, but yeah, we'll 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 chalk it up as a possibility. Earlier this week, I was watching uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Mike, I picked up, mm-hmm. I finished the last two episodes of book two, which is where I ended off, and started book three because there's only three books in this. Whole I thing. mean, I I know I know you're you're uh, watching it. Uh, and I haven't really heard anything about what are your vibes? What vibes are you getting from this? I, man? I, I think I think it's it's fun. Um, it is a bit dated. Like I can feel it being like a 2005 kind of show in mm-hmm. terms of like some of the stuff. Uh, the characters are interesting. I think it's I, I don't have bad vibes. I'm just not for some reason. I'm just not jiving with it yet. Um, and, I, and maybe it's because I kind of uh, it I. It feels predictable right now, but maybe it's because we are like what fifteen years at post, I mean, and I like I've seen all the memes, I know all kind of all the history. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they did a sequel show even already, and I'm just like, it's, it's not. I wish I would have caught this in the moment, but I, I missed it. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't malign somebody coming at it brand new and not getting as hyped as other people who had a chance to watch it when it was airing. But at least you're not. It doesn't sound like you're you're negative on it. It sounds like it's yeah. overall it's a net positive. Yeah, I I I I I've been trying to cram in like three or four at a time, right? Like you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're 22 minutes. You can kind of get through them pretty quickly. It's interesting that you know voice acting is good. Um, you know, book three, Mark Hamill shows up as a voice actor, right? So that's mm-hmm. always a plus. Um, so I'm watching this. Uh, I believe it's like on what, maybe a Tuesday night, I think a Monday or Tuesday night. I forget. Um, and I message you. I'm like, hey, watching this. You can move on. Next day, boom, Avatar Studios come forward. They're doing three animated movies set in the Avatar: The Last Airbender universe. Nice. Um, and I have literally no details from this, but the rumors, I guess the first thing, Lauren Montgomery, who worked on all the shows previously, um, mm-hmm. it will direct the first one. So great. They, they brought in uh, someone who has history with the show. The rumor is the first movie will focus on Avatar Kiyoshi, mm-hmm. uh, who has made a, I guess, a popular resurgence in like some of the books and other yeah. uh, uh, storytelling lately. Uh, the second will focus on Zuko, the character of Zuko. Uh, somewhere in his journey we don't know where and the last one will be in a legend of Korra era movie um, yeah i've seen um i and i've seen that report uh retweeted out a lot so it seems like it could all but be true but if that was the case that that seems like a very smart uh trilogy to kind of hit there uh kiyoshi uh, they've yet to do anything as period uh, beyond just flashbacks, so that would mm-hmm. be interesting. That I would say is a very popular, uh, more relative to the timeline uh, to kind of follow. Uh, Zuko, I would only assume it would be for the hunt for his uh, mother, which I believe is covered in a lot of the comics slash graphic novels that I have not read, unfortunately. Uh, so I do wonder if that we're going to follow that and then the legend of Korra does make me a yeah. little curious right um there's a lot of discourse out there in the avatar community of you know what side are you on like do yeah. you like Korra or do you not but if you're like a reasonable human being right you can just watch it and enjoy it for what it is and you don't have to like 
stand on a different side of a line. So, but that did have kind of like a definitive ending to it. So I wonder if they're going to continue it, maybe place something in the middle. Either way, getting more animated Avatar is amazing, and I'm always down and excited for it. And And the fact that it's going to be a movie is really cool, too, because not only has the animation and the fight scenes and the choreography always been amazing in any Avatar show I've ever watched, to see it kind of at a at a, a theatrical kind of budget and timeline and time scale is really cool because we might get to see a lot more attention paid to just even like minor things when it comes to like fights or choreography or storyboarding so uh, yeah I'm super hyped for this yeah it, it's a great opportunity I know a lot of people are on the fence with the Netflix live action show right uh, when the mm-hmm. um, the actual like people who created Avatar left the show uh, you know, they created Avatar Studios. There's a lot of opportunity. I believe it's is it Paramount slash Nickelodeon that own this. Yeah, it seems like it would probably be Paramount. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, anything new would go to Paramount, whereas like anything legacy would be like Netflix still. Yeah. Um, so it, it's 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 gonna be interesting. Will this go to theater? Will this not? I don't know. Will they bring back some of the original voice actors, right? A lot of the voice actors have kind of grown up a little bit. Um, so I think it's going to be interesting to, to to kind of see what they do with that a little bit. Because there's been... If they do the, the Zuko thing, uh, he, he was like, what, last scene? When this came out, 2005? You know, so 15 years ago when that ended? So... Um, very very interested to see kind of what they do with this and it's exciting news all around for everybody who who are avatar fans uh, they need more content and this is the best way to do it this is very similar mike to the dragon ball stuff i was talking about at the top of the episode <laughs> because the show was done uh but they started doing these movies and then they went back into a tv show that filled in like it made the, like the first like quote unquote season or series was like the movie but extended into episodes kind of thing so mm-hmm. um very very excited to, to finish my book three run and then check this out so would you say you recommend legend of Korra after watching that avatar yeah Jump i would into still, it? Okay. i would still definitely recommend it and it would probably even be better for somebody to watch it now because when i was watching it the future of the show was up in the air like i think originally if i remember correctly it was only ever supposed to be one season it was going to be like a limited series thing but then they had enough traction where they got a second season but then they aired it weirdly. It was like kind of online streaming, but then it was on Nickelodeon. It would get kind of like dumped at different periods of time. So like viewership fell and the possibility of a third and final season was kind of like wild. Mm -hmm. So now the fact that you could just watch it straight through, you're going to have a much better time than people back in the day had to watch it. Awesome. Yeah. It was like about 10 years ago, I think a little, little under maybe. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, there's always that. Transformers Rise of the Beast, the next Transformers movie. Very excited for this because uh, the Maximals from Beast Wars are going to start make, making their appearance. And the first uh, kind of inclination of this is the optimal, optim, sorry, Optimus Primal mask that they're releasing, right? So you have a little mask that you can wear here. It's the mm-hmm. Optimus Primal mask. And then if you look at the second image in our show notes, it turns into an Optimus Primal Transformer everything transforms so it's a it's a mask that your child can put on its face yep but then the mask will transform into like a normal kind of sized action figure proportionate to the the mass of the mask it's very confusing looking at these two pictures side by side you you wouldn't necessarily get it yeah exactly i had to look this a couple times i was like what's going on but then you like see his feet are you know part of the chin uh for the mask um and you can kind of kind of see 
you know, his head uh, on top of the head of, of the mask is the chess piece. Very, very uh, Transformers, right? Everything turns into something else. So this is cool to see this. Uh, they have a Bumblebee that's also hitting, but, you know, we know what Bumblebee looks like. And then we got some of, uh, I don't want to say official artwork. I believe this was on, like, the Russian social media site, VK, um, showing the original Optimus Primal kind of artwork fighting with uh, the Bumblebee from the uh, the 2018 film. So and like, do I do I say it again? Because I say it every time yeah. this horse comes up. Uh, I mean, robots in disguise, right? That's the that's the phrase that we've heard over and over again with Transformers. So is Optimus literally going to be a gorilla, like yeah. starring alongside of Haley Steinfeld, right? And then all of a sudden, the gorilla transforms into a robot. It's hilarious to think about. But actually, looking at this Russian artwork, it kind of makes a little bit more sense, right? Because a gorilla, I'm sorry, could not transform into the size of a semi truck robot, right? right? That the scale is totally off. And actually, like, I've seen some behind the scenes stuff with Transformers, and the special effects animation people went out of their way to make sure the volumes that transformed outside of these cars still match the robots that they turned into. So yep. they're not going to make a gorilla transform into like a semi-truck-sized robot. So looking at this little Russian artwork, we do see that like Optimus Prime gorilla style is roughly the size of car so, bumblebee so i could see like maybe an extra extra large gorilla like maybe the biggest gorilla i've ever seen could possibly fit a robot inside of it you know mm-hmm. it's this conversation is hilarious anyway uh but well <laughs> i don't if, know the, if the it, toy mask doesn't look like a gorilla the toy mask looks like a robot gorilla so yeah so a couple things here let me let me go on i'm gonna i'm gonna fact check you here for one second Optimus Prime is not Optimus Primal. They are two separate. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew you were gonna say yeah, it. Yeah, I yeah. knew you were gonna say so, it. So, <laughs> so Optimus Prime is still in this as a semi truck. Uh, Ron Perlman is the voice of Optimus Primal, who will turn into the gorilla, um, which we cover that. Now, the other ones, if you watch um, Beast Wars, like Rat Trap is a rat who is the size of little. He's bigger than the cheetah in there. <laughs> so, like they they throw that in the show. Now, mind you, this is in the movie. They throw that right out the window. They're like, but also. You don't have to worry about it so much because, really, honestly, Beast Wars doesn't make any sense because yeah. they don't need to be disguised because there's no humans on the yeah. planet. It's like pre, it's like it's like primal. It's like yeah. back in the Jurassic and, era or whatever. But if you need to hide, like a rat trap could not hide in our society. Right. It would be the biggest rat the planet has ever he, seen. His name was Rat Trap <laughs> before he took on the rat form as well. Just going to point that out. It makes it like and Cheetor was obviously. Cheetah. The whole point they had beast the beast forms and beast wars because they were um the earth the energon on the earth like hurt them so they had the beast form to hide from that it was much different transform it's fine um Haley Steinfeld is also not in this the sequel the follow up uh, she'll be in Bumblebee two but not um Rise of the Beast um it's got that guy from uh in Into the Heights Anthony Ramos in in as oh, like the lead okay. character. Uh, so I expect a little bit more action. I'm excited to see the hell out of this. Uh, yeah, because I way, love like, Beast Wars. Yeah, and also the the pivot that the Transformers universe has taken is good. The Bumblebee yeah. Haley Steinfeld movie is good. Yeah, it's a good movie. John Cena is even it. Does he survive the movie? I don't remember if he dies or not. I don't think um, they kill them. I th- I think um, I'm gonna have to look this up. I've been it's been a hot minute. I can't believe that movie's four years old. Yeah, uh, I mean, like John Cena's never been hotter than he is right now. 
uh, career-wise and also just jacked-wise. So yeah. uh, if they could bring him back uh, at some point in time, even better. But yeah, all I'm trying to say is I'm looking forward to see <laughs> a gorilla transform yeah. into oh. a robot. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the wiki page that I pull up has like Rhinox in there as well. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that's exactly what I want to... Like, I want to see a rhinoceros transforming. <laughs> They've got Can you sh- imagine being at the zoo and seeing an animal's head like pivot 180 degrees and fold back into its shoulder blades oh, and then yeah. a robot head pops up? Yeah. Truly terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> They've got Rhinox, Air Razor, who's a, a falcon, and Cheetor, who's a cheetah in there. So I'm very uh, excited for those. Now, we got a great probability here where we have never had... Uh, beast, beast, uh, beast transformers uh, interact with vehicles. There's a chance we could have a gorilla <laughs> riding inside of a car. So I better see that. Oh yeah. Uh, well, they've got RC right, who's who transforms into a motorcycle. So what if you have the gorilla driving oh, the motorcycle? My God. Yes. This is how you reinvent this universe, yeah. and you get me back to the theaters to see robots. Yeah. Very. I, I want to see more. I want to see some. I think they had some at like CinemaCon, some footage, uh, very very short. So I'm I'm excited to see kind of see some of this. But like, uh, my my heart. I I I, I literally. Before I went to Texas, walked into a Walmart and bought four Beast Wars toys uh, because they had them. I'm like, my my heart just beats for this. So I'm excited to see it. I'm, I'm a sucker for it. No matter how bad it's going to be, I'm just going to I'm going to go in and just see my childhood come to come to life there. Um, but you bring up a good movie, Mike Venom, the franchise Venom. Uh, so we're we're going to talk a little bit because Tom Hardy he he's on it. He is he is share he is actually he's not a co-writer. He's got a co-story. Uh, Tom Hardy, Kelly Marcel, and Kelly Marcel's writing Venom Three. Mike, the script oh, is here. Boy, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Uh, I cannot, I cannot but, abide by this Venom franchise any I, longer. So, number one, we don't know who's directing it. At this point, I don't think it matters because it, it can take an even a, a, a good director and just you know mediocre it. Uh, but two, um, he, Tom Hardy, seemed to imply in this that this is the last one. Uh, this is the last Venom hurrah for him. Um, out, you know, we we got a little cameo of him in Spider-Man: No Way Home, uh, but this will be the one. So, you know, what what do we want to see in a third Venom movie? For me, <laughs> send him to fucking space, man. Like, like I, I guess that's what I want to see. Send him to space, or if he has to stay on Earth, um, I want to see him not fight a another Venom. Uh, okay, right? Not the, uh-huh. make the other villain a not a color swapped version of him. And um, B, can we get Morbius in here? I'm, jo- I'm joking. I'm joking. But you know. no, I, that's exactly what you need to do. Like this, I'm I'm so uninvested in this. I love the idea of going to space, right? Because yeah. we haven't even hinted at like kind of like cosmic uh, uh, travel yeah. in this universe. Well, so just I do guess, it because I don't care anymore. Well, the first movie it started with them trying to go to space, right? Like, but like mm-hmm. because they all landed they from there. a meteor uh, kind of thing. I'm like, okay, well, send, maybe maybe send them back. Let's go figure out what's in space. And I love the I love the idea because we both agree we don't want to see him fight goo anymore. Uh, so I love them doing the exact opposite to Eleven and send him to an exclusively goo planet mm-hmm. where it's nothing but goo everywhere you look, and the goo fights are off the chain of just goo yeah. clashing into goo, and there's not a human in sight, and Tom Hardy just walking around trying to figure out how to survive on this symbiote planet. Uh, I'm not gonna like it either way. Like the franchise mm-hmm. is off the rails. I don't want it's, it or need it anymore. This, so you might as well just make it stupid. This <laughs> needs a Thor Ragnarok reinvention, right? Like it needs, 
you know, to embrace the goofiness. Um, mm. But, like, with color. I, I get it. Venom is a black and white character. He That's his color palette. He is the lethal protector of the night. They don't want him to find out. Well, it's too late. If they've tried that twice, it's not going to work out. He needs to eat people and have a good time. And I don't want to see Tom Hardy being miserable the whole time as Venom, right? Because in the comic books, uh, Eddie Brock enjoys being Venom. So, like, can we get, like, like hopefully the ending of two, right? They're on the beach. They're bonding. They're becoming better friends. Maybe we see them embrace this version and actually do something with it rather than just, mo- like, have them mope around about oh. being unwanted roommates the whole time. Oh, yeah. It's so funny. I totally forgot how we left off the characters. They're supposed to be... They didn't call themselves Avengers. Like, what did they call themselves? Lethal like, Protector, wasn't it? Lethal Protector, that's right. So they're going to go off and try to do some hero type of stuff. But, yeah, uh, anyone should not be surprised, my yeah. feelings about Venom by now. Yeah, and, and, but like, if, if they know this is the last one with Tom Hardy, at least... And, and and Sony is notorious for rebooting things, right? Like, mm-hmm. let him let him let him go wild, let him go hog wild. Like you've already greenlit it. Let, let's just get it done with. Go wild, and then you know, you know if it's fun, people will probably go watch it. Go go maximal about it, right? You know they're yeah. making all of their money from China anyway. Set the whole movie in China. Every everything about every thing and every person in the movie is Chinese except for Tom Hardy and I just want to see them just cash out I want them to just rob the bank get as much uh, get as much box office yeah. as they can over there just do it what Transformers really did now I'll tell you what I don't know a movie recently that's released in China do yeah you? it's been it's, it's been rough I think with the no the, Disney movies have come out there uh, Lightyear yeah, didn't with, even yeah, with the kind of like I don't know if it's like just the healthiness overall of just kind of like the Chinese box office, right? They just d- maybe don't need the support of American yeah. movies as much anymore. Uh, well, they're so. also like they're like there's like a, a silent feud with Disney right now, right? Like mm-hmm. like they wouldn't they wouldn't update Spider Man, Doctor Strange, and Lightyear both have um, you know uh, same sex couples in this references like. The, the, if you have that, they won't let you release in China. So, I, I mean, my th- guess is, and we, we talked about Spider-Man, America doesn't rely on China for the money anymore. They can do it everywhere else. Um, but Yeah, that's true. I, and also, you don't, you don't want to... You want to you want to create a world moving forward where you don't have to depend on a specific country, mm-hmm. you know, to hit your quotas you, right when it, with box office. Dollars. Do you remember Iron Man three had a scene that was oh only released God. in China? Uh, I can't believe that still to yeah, this day. <laughs> yeah, ten years we're ten years on, nine years on, and and that was now, like, yeah, hell with it. It would be funny. I I do I wouldn't like this any better, but it would be more interesting if they just decided to sell like that ten minute slot of the movie. To like every country, so every country gets to shoehorn yeah. their own kind of like local, regional. Like when you're watching the Super Bowl, and like you, when you get to the third and fourth quarter, and you start to see local mm-hmm. TV commercials, mm-hmm. right? That make that are just like co- totally jarring. Wouldn't it be like so funny to just see like a Canadian doctor come in, or like I don't know, a Canadian like Mountie, and he's the one that like I don't know, like finds like Iron, like one of Iron Man's gloves that fell out of the sky, fell and hit a moose or something. I don't know. It'd be so funny uh top gun also did not release in china by the way i just looked it up because i thought maybe it did but yeah uh you're right like top then top gun is getting close to if not already a billion dollars worldwide so yeah it's great that we don't have to rely on a country that 
you know, does not Eight, share the same values as kind of most of the progressive world. Yeah, 800, uh, 885 million. I think Doctor Strange is up there. Um, Spider-Man's still up there. So Batman's up there. Uh, I don't think Batman went to China either. But yeah, it, it's... If, if Venom's going to go big, don't... Like, I, I'm, I'll, I'll disagree with you said don't put it into China, but like, just go hog wild and just don't make him fight more goo. Uh, at the end of the day, just, <laughs> just cut it out. Speaking of Spider-Man, if you want to watch Spider-Man right now and you live in any country but America, pretty much, uh, you, you can watch them on Disney+. Plus. But if you're in America, to hell with Good you. Good luck. <laughs> uh, you, like, I think The Amazing Spider-Man are on Netflix and the original Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire are on Hulu. And I don't know where Tom Hardy, or not Tom Hardy, Tom Holland's are. Uh, so uh, UK, Canada, and some other select countries have these ability to watch them all there because in the Disney Plus app over there, they I think maybe even over here, they've updated their timeline to include uh, No Way Home. In the, in the yeah, home I saw, uh, yeah, I saw a screenshot of that. This would be a great opportunity if we had a VPN sponsor like every other <laughs> like podcast and YouTube channel out there in the world. This is where we would pitch the the uh, the VPN service so you could change your your internet location and then you could watch these movies uh, wherever you are but we don't so if you run a VPN out there and are looking for a sponsor let us know because we can we could shoehorn it in it like every week very easily because yeah. there's always something streaming we, someplace else we could do it at the top and middle and bottom of the show and no one would know mm-hmm. uh, because yeah. we're that good at it I, I use personally Proton VPN Mike the number one VPN no I'm kidding um, <laughs> but they Proton VPN VPN is the one I use if I need to ever uh, run anything through another country. They're actually pretty, mm-hmm. pretty easy to do. I have a, um, we're both Mac users, so it's pretty easy to turn on the Mac, and they have an iPhone version as well. Um, so whenever I'm looking to possibly see what's on other streaming right. services in other countries, it's pretty quick to do. Well, so. keep a lookout for that Proton check in the mail. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> just give me, just give me free VPN access. How about that? You don't even have to give us money. Last week we talked about Joker 2, and like a couple hours later, the biggest rumor right now is that Joker 2 is rumored to be a musical with Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn in it. Oh my! I mean, I do like the idea of Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn. Like she's yeah. a, a force on screen, and I feel like that could be really fun. It, it would uh, it would um, exist very good in parallel with Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. I think mm-hmm. a Lady Gaga Harley Quinn would fit in the Joker universe if you will. I I do love the idea of like a musical is like the antithesis I feel like to the genre that I feel like the first movie has pegged itself as, right? Mm-hmm. You know, would this make some kind of edge lord nerds very upset that their sequel is going to be a musical? And if it did, I'd be very happy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, rewatchability for the first Joker movie, I would say, is low, just because it's such a it's such a dramatic film about like mm-hmm. mental illness. Like, you're not gonna casually pop that one on, right? You know, uh, on the weekend while you're doing chores. But if it was a musical and good enough, it'll be in my Spotify rotation, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't. This seems like the most rumory rumor I've ever heard, but. This would be hilarious if if true. The hardest part about this rumor, like for me, is like to to invalidate it is because it's picked up literally everywhere else. Like Mm -hmm. like every huge article, like deadline variety, they're like Joker Two is gonna be musical. We have no reason that'll be musical. Uh, You know, we have no inclination, you know, other than what insiders are hearing about Lady Gaga being a part of this. So I don't know what to take. Um, I just don't. I don't know why it would be musical. I can't I quite love, put my finger on it, but but I, I don't know why. 
wouldn't it be great if um, you know uh, this kind of Joker universe is actually fleshed out more, but not necessarily with like Joaquin Phoenix being the through line, but just this alternate thread of movies where they just go really weird with every character, mm-hmm. right? You know, some of them will be musicals, maybe some will be like found footage or whatever, and they just take these kind of like artsy kind of takes on the characters just to be weird with it. I mean. At this point in time, you tried to copy Marvel and it didn't work. So maybe now you just pivot and do yeah. something that they would absolutely never do. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like I, I, I could see, um, you know, no, I couldn't. I couldn't see Marvel doing a musical unless they did like an X Men one with what's her name, um, Dazzler, right? The 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 artist mm-hmm. uh, from the eighties. But like that's still decades away <laughs> if they got that bad. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, a hundred percent. Like a Joker two, you know, a follow up change the genre right tackle the genre i think uh who's the director for that again i forget the guy who did the um uh shit, hangover movies um oh todd phillips todd phillips he by the time hangover 3 came out that was just a commentary on movies and like you know all these other things so like he's good at it um but like you know is the joker 2 the perfect place to do a, a complete genre shift all the way through so I don't know what what kind of musical would it be? Is it like a Sweeney Todd style musical? Or... Yeah, are they like are there upbeat numbers? Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, is it I'm only a musical because hope... Lady Gaga's been attached to it? Like, I I hope this is true. This would be so much fun. I would. It would blow my mind, Mike. I would have to go see it. I would have to <laughs> have to have to go see it. So, yeah. Uh, I shared with you yesterday, uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever standees are starting to appear in theaters. And if theaters are starting to get promotion materials, what's next? Poster, posters and trailers. Um, because they don't have a, an official poster either, so movies can't promote it. Um, it's the next little movie after Thor Love and Thunder, which is two weeks away. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I guess two and a half weeks away. So it's it's got it's time to do something. Now mind you they might hold it a little tighter. I know they're still possibly filming, editing some stuff, but I wanna know more about Wakanda Forever, man. Like give us, yeah, give I mean, us a we, teaser. We like we've had the same conversation uh before I feel like where we're like, Hey, you know, we're studio executives, right? Wouldn't it make sense to have the next trailer out and available, ready to go for your next film? And then that never happens. Yeah. Uh, and then we start to backtrack tr- and go like, oh, well, maybe they just don't want to cannibalize the news of Thor Love and Thunder hitting the box office with, you know, a new trailer that people are dissecting and, like, taking the news cycle. So you, you never really know anymore. And, you know, Thor Love and Thunder kind of changed the game with trailer times anyway. Like, they held on to that for ever mm-hmm. so uh yeah we, we we just don't know anymore we need we yeah. need artificial intelligence and ai to predict trailers for us now yeah we we need someone at marvel telling us when this is going to happen or at least something mm. but but the thing is with these promotional materials in theaters that's making me think they're at least going to give us a poster soon right like mm-hmm. thor love and thunder didn't have posters that I, I saw in cinemas until they did the actual poster yeah. So well, just like every time we record this podcast on a Sunday, uh, you can be listening to this right now with a poster in your Twitter feed at the very moment on a Monday. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and a full trailer that we did not know about. So yes, um, <laughs> Black Panther, what kind of favorite? Keep your eyes open; it's right around the corner, folks. We'll we'll know more about it later. Wonder Man, a Disney Wonder- Plus series is being developed <laughs> for Wonder Man. Now, here's what I, right. I, I set this up, Mike. 
All right. Who is so Wonder Man? Said, Who is Wonder Man? <laughs> so I, I said I was going to go Google this because I didn't know what this character was. Uh, and I did a little bit of Googling and I couldn't, I didn't actually get any information on the character. I just found people arguing the status of the character. Like if you had to put Wonder Man in a tier of Marvel, uh, I don't think anybody agreed he was a tier A character, but there was a lot of arguments between if he was tier B, tier C, or even if that was being too generous. When was the last time he was prominently in the comic books? So, uh, you know, I wouldn't say I would ever, like, you know, admonish uh, uh, Marvel for, you know, reaching into its back catalog, but uh, I have no clue who Wonder Man is, okay. so that's why I'm glad I'm on this podcast where Chris can let me know every week what's going on. Fantastic. So, Wonder Man has actually been in the MCU previously. Uh, early on, in fil- when they were filming Guardians 2, we had a, a, look at, a look at Nathan Fillion posters, remember, th- at that movie theater? Mm-hmm. That he was supposed to play Simon Williams, a.k.a. Wonder Man. Um, that, that, those scenes never came to fruition, but they're kind of like in the background, I think, blurred in like a scene. Like, you don't mm-hmm. know. You, you never know. But he is an Avenger from from the 80s who kind of has, I wouldn't say it's a cosmic ability, um, but his the way it works, he's he's a very popular man, but he has red glasses because he has like red energy that looks kind of like Pym energy oozing out of his body along the uh-huh. way. Um, but he's very popular, very inner, like kind of in, almost invincible. He's like very. I would say if you take the vision and make him more human, that's what you get out of this dude. But he's a, he's a person. Um, so, uh, either way, his whole point in the in the comic books is that he is he's popular. He was an actor, you know. He is very much you know, uh, uh, like 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 a someone you would like a famous person in the, in the in the Marvel universe along the way. So, Man, I, I'm telling you what I you you know what you're you're talking about, and you always have the details on these characters. But uh, even this is a struggle to kind of wrap yeah. my brain around uh, Wonder Man. So th- mm-hmm. sounds like they got a bit of a challenge ahead of them. Yeah, well, which it's it, Marvel is known they when they created Iron Man and Thor and Captain America. These were all B C list characters, right? Um, mm-hmm. I don't think they'll have a problem here. What's interesting about this announcement of a Wonder Man series is it's got Daniel Destin Cretton, uh, who is directed Shang-Chi uh, as, mm-hmm. a, as a producer, and Andrew Guest, who is a writer, as the head writer who is known for working on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, 30 Rockin' Community. So, like, mm-hmm. kind of satire parody humor shows. Um, so people are leaning to that this will be a Hollywood satire comedy series. So... It's Wonder Man, who is an ionic-powered person, uh, possibly, if they go with the comic book route, will be in the show that's just a satire of Hollywood tropes, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't hate that idea. I mean, I would say, you know, pop culture out there, we're familiar with the idea of kind of like celebrity, like superheroes in a way. Uh, who's the Mortal Kombat character, right? Is that... Um, uh, Johnny that is Cage? exact same. Yeah, so we have Johnny Cage. Yep. Uh, this is pretty much every superhero character in... Um, in the seven, in the boys, right? They all have like a Hollywood connection and they're superheroes as well. Uh, I guess canonically in the MCU, right? When we're talking about kind of normalizing being a hero in this uh, kind of fictional world that is based on our real world, right? I guess it's only a matter of time, right? Before there's an actor who has superpowers. Yep. Um, and I would imagine having superpowers it, makes it easier for you to become famous and become an actor in that in that world, yeah. right? Well, and, and it's kind of like the opposite, I guess, of Kingo, right? Uh, 
who was an actor who was an Eternal, but mm-hmm. they, they didn't let people know. But like, cause this is kind of like early Iron Man, right? Or Iron Man one and two. Like he used his Iron Man status for fame and like to mm-hmm. to get him even further. It feels very similar to this. Now, yeah, the I was gonna say you may not know this. He was actually a main character in the um, Modok animated series. That was recently mm. canned. Voiced also by Nathan Fillion because of his role. I'm sorry, I, was, I wanted to include that in there. But, like, um, he, he's a, a quote-unquote pending Avenger who works as an actor on the side, which is very interesting uh, that they could put yeah, it Yeah, the only – and I've, I've been saying this, like, every time something new is announced when it comes to the uh, Marvel uh, universe is whenever there's a new character, right, how are we going to explain their powers? Mm-hmm. You know, we, they've done a very, very good job – for the most part, explaining the origins of these superhuman abilities in the MCU, but we haven't had that windfall, right, of like uh, uh, an inhuman or a mutant X, you know, an X gene out there in the world that, you know, you can kind of just write away where these powers came from, so yeah, mm-hmm. I guess I'm curious, where does Wonder Man get his powers from? Yeah. We will, we shall see. Yeah, he he's, uh, his powers are ionic, so I don't, I don't know where they take it from. His brother is an interesting character in the MCU. Um, his brother is actually known as a character called the Grim Reaper. Do you remember him from Earth's Minus Heroes? He had the, uh, he had the scythe hand. Like, uh, I don't think I do, no. But he, just, he, he literally is just the Grim Reaper, and he has like a scythe for a hand. So he's got a very mm-hmm. interesting counterpart in his brother. So I think if they brought that in as well, like, you know, um, you know, Simon Williams is becoming a, a huge popular actor. He's got these abilities. His brother has abilities, but on the other hand, he's like a more evil, you know, dejected kind of character. I think would be an interesting mm-hmm. thing. But like, if it's a satire and they know it's satire, maybe this guy's faking his abilities, right? <clears throat> Similar to uh, a, a character who played Kingo in Obi Wan, right? Who wasn't a real Jedi. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe this guy's faking his his powers to become a Hollywood famous along the way as well. Be interesting to see how they they do that. So. Um, phenomenal talent behind this, right? A uh, guy who did uh, Shang-Chi, Andrew Guest with a, a back catalog of humor shows in the works. I think I think this could be a win, Mike. I think this could be uh, a big yeah. a big genre, uh, a new genre to put put yeah. in the MCU. Like all movies should, uh, it sh- and shows should be, it should be an interesting story about a character because I'm just kind of like scrolling through, right, like pictures and mm-hmm. of Wonder Man here on Google Images and the the abilities don't seem to be terribly uh, compelling, right? Yep. Uh, I don't want to get too many uh, heroes in our MCU that's just shooting, you know, vague energy blasts, right? And yep. you know, this is just another one here, so we'll we'll see how it goes. He's got a very unique outfit. I'll tell you, like his his look is consistent no matter what you see, right? The black mm. tank top with the red W and his red eyes. S- sleeveless. He's showing off the yep. guns every chance he gets. Every chance. So yeah, we'll we'll keep you guys. Uh, uh, appraised about this, but Wonder Man is in the is in the cards over there in the works. Uh, speaking of comedy shows that are working on it, Disney Plus, uh, She Hulk gets an official San Diego Comic Con banner in San Diego, and that is a month away, man. We are less than thirty Gosh, days away from San Diego Comic Con. Sneaking up on me. Yeah. Uh, so um, there's nothing new in this poster, right? It's literally the one that we've got with her walking up the courthouse steps. Mm-hmm. Um. But you know that gives me uh, some some faith that the Disney Plus shows will have a presence at Comic Con. Uh, I don't know yeah. if Marvel does proper, but I know this will at least be there. Yeah, something something's gonna be going on there because She Hulk is in August, correct? Yep. So it seems like we're definitely gonna be getting something new trailer wise at yeah. least in July. Yeah, maybe, maybe some um, 
footage or announcements of, of possibly other people showing up in the, in the because I think it's still nine episodes, uh, half hour episodes. So um, very very excited to see that. But yeah, you know, San Diego Comic Con, I I can't believe that's around the corner. So uh, we'll keep you guys appraised. Miss Marvel episode two. Mike has not had a chance to see this episode. So if you've not had a chance to see this episode, get out. But I will also keep this very spoiler light. If you will, yes, I have okayed light spoilers yes. uh, for this. If we were later on in the season, you know, I would, you know, I probably would make it yeah. a point to watch the episode a little bit sooner. But uh, yeah, have yeah. not watched it yet. Yes, so second episode, um, this leans into the what I call you know the 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 John Hughes the you know um, you know kids life kind of thing fantasy kind of going on and embraces that you know unique fantasizing that Kamala did in the first episode, right? Kind of just leans into that pretty hardcore. Like, there's a, uh, you know, no surprise here. They they show her powers more in the training montage. I'd be interested to get your thoughts on the visuals because I feel like they're refining them more. It might be as she's getting better with them, the, the refinement is coming along as well. Uh, there's that. You know, it deals more with the culture and the community around, you know, um, the going to a, it's a mosque, I believe, right? That's where, where um, they, they, collaborate uh the fallout from her sneaking out in the first episode with her family um very very interested in this but now we do see at the first at the end of the first episode right there is the guy who's like we got to go find this metahuman um who was mm-hmm. who was at this this convention so um this agency says you know we're gonna go catch metahumans so it makes me think there's more people out there with powers than we think right because it, it, it we don't know if it's shield i don't know if it's sword i don't know who this is um, do they say meta human? Is they, that the they kind do? Of... That that's what I okay. was gonna. That's what I was saying. It's not a huge part of this episode. It's just a little bit like you know, like hello. The mystery is still kind of going on here. Like, who is this agency? What are, what are they doing? Along it's the way? In, it's interesting that they leaned into meta. I'm not. I I don't know exactly which uh, comic book force, whether it was Marvel or DC, like kind of coined uh, like meta humans or meta powers, uh, but. Uh, DC has kind of claimed the phrase, at least yeah. somewhat recently, uh, in in pop culture. So it's kind of interesting that Marvel is taking that approach as well. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure. Now you're making me second guess it, but I, I remember the word meta human in this episode. Now I'm gonna have to second guess myself. I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch it. That's fine though. Um, but um, very, th- this was a, another fun episode. Like we we talked about, you know, like. Oh, is is you know that the animation, the drawing, like her 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 like ability to kind of like imagine things around the world, right? Is that just in the first episode? Are they going to run out of budget as she's doing this? They 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 lean into this a little bit more. Um, so it was very very fun, very interesting. Uh, with that, um, the other thing is uh, the news here is that the premiere of this drew the highest Gen Z audience of any MCU Disney Plus show uh, so far. And the most diverse audience uh, of uh, na- not nationalities, but you know, uh, races to watch it as uh, from mm-hmm. from that. So, um, I think this this for me, Miss Marvel is great because it goes to show me that they um, they can introduce um, genres and shows and ages for everybody, and 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 they work with you know their target audience. Uh, I feel this is very much targeted towards the Gen Z audience, and you know, of people with different cultures and nationality or i guess national backgrounds and i think that's nailing that's nailing on the head from what i'm watching i don't quite understand it but i know that this show is not for 
middle-aged white men to watch. Uh, 100% <laughs> sure. Uh, I mean, I understand it all, fine. but it's great. I, I'm having a good middle-aged time. Middle-aged white men have been catered to my entire existence. Yes. And uh, that doesn't mean that stuff that's not specifically made yeah. for us can't also be uh, great and entertaining. So. Yeah. Hundred percent. I, th- I think it'd be interesting to get your thoughts on the second episode when you when you catch up with it. Uh, it's pretty pretty great. Uh, I, they do more. I know you love it when they when they make the the texting and kind of blend into the background a, mm-hmm. a little bit. They do some more of that, which is really fantastic along the way. So um, I, I think the people doing the production are having a great time and just having fun, and it's coming through. Right, you feel the fun of the production bleeding into to w- when you're watching it. Um, with that so uh yeah i, I don't want to say too much more i, I like I, I don't think there's anything to ruin but i'd be interested to get your thoughts when you do watch it so we'll talk about that you know next week uh when we get it because it'll be halfway through this week three episodes um moving on obi-wan kenobi were you able to catch obi-wan kenobi this week yes okay. i was able to watch obi-wan good because it's the fifth episode next to last um if you've not seen obi-wan kenobi's fifth episode get out uh, come back when you watch it or listen to, you know, kind of everything when we kind of cover everything next week. Um, this had one of my favorite Darth Vader scenes, Mike. Um, when he grabbed the the shuttle and was pulling it back down, I was like, oh, damn. This is like uh, they did it in that, what's that, that game, uh, Force Unleashed. It was one of the scenes mm-hmm. of Force Unleashed. They brought it to life here. There's also a parallel from Clone Wars, actually. I think later in the seasons, Ahsoka does that to um, a ship running away. Um from her so it's very cool to see the parallels with that i really i really enjoyed seeing um vader out there i will i i do want to pick one thing out that i think you, maybe you agree with me on and I, I don't know yet i don't like the lightsabers in this show and i oh, say that interesting because they feel too like i can see them using a force fx lightsaber and it doesn't feel uh, like it's actually like a lightsaber i'm like yeah, oh they're it, using a glow it, stick it, not an actual lightsaber <laughs> Yeah, it is kind of interesting, right? Because we were so used to the visual language that was introduced in the original trilogy and then also in the Clone Wars. Like now that we have this technology to kind of like show this like light scattering in real time, it almost makes me wonder like, you know, is there like a middle ground, right? Because that's what they do in movies a lot. Sometimes what is what it literally should look like always isn't what like the audience necessarily needs to see so i wonder if it's just as simple as like turning the brightness down on the lightsaber a little Mm -hmm. bit but and also the only time we've really seen the lightsabers in action has mainly been like in the dark right yeah in the last episode before this one we see obi-wan um deflect some blaster shots when he's kind of in that underwater kind of like tunnel area yeah and it wasn't it wasn't too uh it wasn't yeah. too it would, when um, the, when they're in motion thing. they look pretty good uh, mm. but it's, it's when they hold them still i'm like that's just mm. a glow stick uh and then you go back and look at like the 2002 clone wars where like they literally photoshopped like everyone just had a hilt and they like mm-hmm. at like they went to effects and added the the blade for everybody like I love that because it feels like a sharper blade than this does. Like it feels too rounded on the end. Um, yeah, it, it's 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 an interesting conundrum that they have to deal with yeah. for sure. I love lightsabers. Like, the the light glowing off of them feels more natural, but at the same time, I'm like, ah, I kind of miss the old 
yeah. kind of weightlessness that, I of mean, it. I mean, that didn't really distract me all too much, uh, but overall, just kind of like an Obi-Wan update from me in general, since we didn't really talk about it uh, last week. I don't think we've talked about it much really since it premiered. It's still just an okay show for me. Nothing is really like standing out, making me jump out of my seat, like going, oh my God, the... The kind of like reveal that Reva was a youngling mm-hmm. was was interesting. I would say it was the first time something I would say that actually compelled me during yeah. this season. But then when you think about it a little bit much, it's just kind of like she has done unspeakable acts to get close enough to Vader, right? Yeah. It just it just seems like the the balance does not work well, out there, right? And, you know, she's trying to get revenge for these atrocities, so she does very similar atrocities to make it right. And I'm just not I, I don't think she's trying to make it right. I think she just wants I don't think she's no longer I don't think she's a Jedi anymore. I think she has embraced the dark side, but she's very singularly focused, right? Like I mean, I think it. I think it. The the revenge just needed to be more specific then. Yeah. Because like, if she was getting like revenge for like family, right? Like her parents, right? I could see her kind of casting these innocent people aside to do that. But she seems like she's more just like trying to get revenge for like on principle for like the Jedi uh-huh. that were that was killed around her. So she's just going to kill it, and maim other Jedis to get there. I'm I'm just not digging it. Well, I think. It would have been more. It might have tied this together too close, but it would have been perfect if the general, right? Uh, I guess Kenobi's like not girlfriend, but the lady friend he had was. Mm-hmm. It was one of the, it was Reva was one of the families that you know she let Reva run off while she was killing the the the, the younglings in the family, like and mm-hmm. then like oh, you know I'm gonna use this to come back and and become strong. Like they didn't t- they could have tied those together. Cause, like those stories are are very parallel a little bit, but they didn't mm-hmm. quite. Where they landed, they landed at two different parts, and it didn't feel as yeah. weighty. Now, but yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, and also like the there's also the sloppiness of I don't know if it's the direction or if it's just like kind of like the choreography or what exactly is going on here. But like there are still just like really silly things happening that like just make no sense to me in like this dramatic storytelling. So. uh you have Kumel Nanjiani's character like conveniently dropping this communicator right onto the ground. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that's necessarily like a bad way to get a loose communicator on the ground, but like he drops it and he literally looks back at it. Yeah. And he doesn't go back and grab it. And I know that they are in a hurry, right? But it's not like there's like a literal like Indiana Jones boulder, right? About to run him over. He could have just stopped and like picked it up. So it was just weird the way that that was shot. Yeah. And then also I I, the, my eyes almost rolled out of my head when they tried to give Leia something to do in this episode. They were just like, oh, we need to get up in these vents, but everybody's too big. Oh, I wonder yeah. if there's somebody here small enough. And she doesn't even really do anything when she gets up there. Like, they keep cutting back to her, like, two or three times, and she's doing the exact same thing of jiggling yeah. wires around. I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've seen in this mm. show since I've started watching it. Now, they do this thing, though, where they draw me back in, 
like you said, where they do something really cool with Vader. He yeah. like, walks up, pulls a ship down on the ground, rips the hall open and everything. Yeah. Like that is badass. He, he throws his <laughs> he throws his full force powers in that. Like he is not the old guy in in a new hope, right? Yeah. yeah. He's still using but, his anger because he thinks Kenobi's in there. Like you can yeah. feel the anger and his like he's like, Nope, you're not you're not mm-hmm. getting away kind of thing. It was pretty it was but, pretty exciting. Yeah. But then it but then in turn what happens right after that little lightsaber scene is uh, Reva gets the exact same lightsaber injury mm-hmm. that we just saw the Grand Inquisitor get a couple episodes and survived. So it's yeah. like, wh- why would they leave her alive? Mm-hmm. It, it, I, I don't get it. I understand she needs to remain alive for the plot to move along, but this is not how you do that. Well, I don't know if this was a problem in the writing stage or if how they directed it, but it's like... This is like one of the biggest threats to your organization right now. Not only does she know everything about your inner circle, right? But she has shown animosity towards you. She wants to kill you. So you leave her there, quote unquote, to die. That's like when um, Dr. Evil like puts Austin yeah. Powers in a different room and he and Scott, his son, is just like, don't you just want to go in there and kill him? Like, no, 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 the sharks will take care of it. It's just like, that's the level of incompetence I felt like with that scene. So that's kind of what I'm talking about when it's when i talking about like this like sloppiness of like the narrative because i feel like if i was in like the writers room when they were pitching the season all of the ideas sound really cool like the ideas on their face value are all very interesting but yeah the execution to me just rises the, to this is just okay there there to me i i agree with you that that scene should not have been in this episode that would have been a great stinger in the next episode, right? Because finding that communicate the communicator thing, I agree. He should have got like maybe shot and it like fell out of his pocket or something else. That's fine. Then get mm-hmm. there. But like she found out that Vader has kids. That that's what her like the whole point of that scene is, right? Um, but don't show it in the same episode. Like if that was like, oh, we think she's dead. Come to find out, she did live. Crawled over. Find out he has a kid. And boom, they announce season two, and it's Obi Wan's gonna have to fight Reva to keep you know Luke alive. That would be an interesting kind of thing. Um, but I think that's that the problem is they don't know if there's going to be a season two. And they're like kind of wishy-washy about it, right? So will this communicator, the idea of Skywalker, Tatooine, send Reva there and Kenobi's going to kill her literally next episode because he's got away or, or what? Because I thought Vader would find the chip, right? Like the whole time I'm like, oh, he's just going to walk over and find everything out. And that then that's really going to set the whole you know, next episode off, which is the final episode, but I don't know where it's going to go a little bit. Um, it was fun to me. There's, there's two things I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to say I really enjoyed here. I love the opening with the clone wars era or not clone wars, the pre clone wars era. Oh, I've totally, I totally forgot. About the the that. parallel of like, you know, Obi-Wan training Anakin, um, to say, you know, Hey, you're, here's your lightsaber battles. And that was cool to see his, him use his old blue lightsaber. Cause he only had it very, very shortly in um, Attack of the Clones. Um, so to see that, you know, how does Obi-Wan beat Anakin? It's, well, you he uses that, like, your will to win is your, your downfall, right? Like, you, you want to beat me, but you're not thinking of the big picture, which is cool. The other part is to see Obi-Wan kind of come out of his shell since Episode One a little bit more. And to me, and, and this is not my opinion uh, or, or thought, someone else put this other, but one of Obi-Wan's biggest 
draws throughout all of all of um, Ewan McGregor's tenure, right? One, two, and three. Well, I guess even in New Hope is that he's a great negotiator. Like when he was a Jedi, like he was learning to like right to go do hostile negotiations kind of thing. Like he could use other people to his advantage rather than you know fight them head on directly. Um, so it's, it's fun to kind of see him use that a little bit more. Like, hey, I'm using this you know, my knowledge to get out of this without having to face Vader directly. But I don't know where the next episode's going. Like I, I, I have we have no doubt these characters, Obi Wan, Vader, Luke and Leia live. Um so they're getting back, but like what is the next what's the final step of the show and how does it end? Is there a f a, a, a face off with Vader or it, will they do a surprise season two announcement for us uh and, and, and take it to the next step? I just don't know. With only one episode to go, you usually I feel like you usually know, right, by now, like, where this is going to go. I think he's going to fight Reva on Tatooine next and have to kill her to save Luke because she would use Luke to get to Vader. Um, but we find out he doesn't know he has a kid yet for a while. I, I I think we're all, you know, right, kind of hoping that there's an altercation between Obi-Wan and Vader. That's, yeah. all, that's all we're honestly waiting for. So, yeah, it makes you wonder exactly how that happens mm -hmm. um, because – Vader can't know about Luke just yet, but he does. I don't know. It's been, he he, he it's, does. He it's, doesn't it's, know. According to Mar I looked this up. According to to Marvel slash uh, Marvel Comics and Disney and Star Wars, he does not find out about this until much Luke until much later than this mm -hmm. than this era. Yeah, it's a storytelling needle yeah. that that is being threaded here for the sake of getting you and you and mcgregor on the screen mm -hmm. again for a little while uh, yeah. all i have to say is uh looking forward to more mandalorian mm -hmm. <laughs> next year yeah i i i again I'm, I'm gonna lean the other way a little bit i'm a little more warmer on this series i like star wars i like the evolution of the story i think has been great if you look at the, the from start to, to where we are now um but i'm I miss the classic lightsabers. I thought I, I, I you know, I, I praise the light bouncing off things, right? It makes the scenes seem much better, but I'm missing, like, the weightlessness of them. The fact that they're a beam of light rather than a clear tube with a light shining through it. Um, just kind of kind of comes off a little bit. My, my hope is, if they do a season two, they don't have to use the volume because, you know, um, every, everything's kind of back to normal filming and they can use real sets again. I think that would really really sell it, even though lucas did digital sets on you know episodes mm -hmm. one two and three but i mean that's a that's another good point of like i feel like uh, environmentally star wars needs to evolve right i know they've kind of set up like this visual language of locations in the movies over the years but like I'm really getting bored of like looking at it, right? Like I know I've gone on and on about desert planets, but even like this last episode of Obi-Wan, it was in just like another kind of rebel base with like corridors and then like just kind of like open landscapes where like, you know, spaceships can land and the previous episode was on a um like a uh, empire base and it's just it's not really compelling when you've seen it over and over again, especially, you know, I've watched uh, the majority of episodes of Clone Wars where you have those same locales again. And it was always really interesting when, like, in Clone Wars, when they would go to a planet that has, like, giant neon glowing mushrooms mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Or, like, 
when they do the montage of Order 66 in Revenge of the Sith, right? They show these like Jedi dying in these exotic locations. It's like, I want to see more of that, right? Yeah. I don't need to see kind of like this minimalistic, like 1970s sci-fi architecture anymore. So um, yeah, if they can maybe, it seemed like the volume would actually make that a little bit easier, right? Because you can yeah. use Unreal Engine and design whatever you want in the background, yeah. but um, I don't know. I'd like to see some, yeah, um, some evolution there. Yeah, I, normally I've not, I've not minded them kind of playing the hits. I do think the one episode, I think it was episode three, right, where they had the, um, they they crash landed on that planet, uh, or whatever. It was a, mm. um, uh, it kind of felt like they were just filming in southern L.A. Uh, the whole time. Oh yeah, the the like the mining <laughs> planet type. Of yeah, area. I'm like, didn't really feel like a mining planet, did it? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know. I, I would like to see. I know you know we we go to cityscapes. The second episode in that city was kind of interesting. Uh, the 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 undergrounds of Coruscant uh, would be be highly thrilled. But like you said, like there are other planets like Felucia uh, that have the green glowy things and like they're visually astounding planets. Um, mm-hmm. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Have we gone back to Naboo in live action since? Oh, um, um, the movies. I don't think so okay i mean if we did it would be a travesty that we didn't get to see any more gungans yeah i feel like the star wars fans have uh come come around on gungans right we all hated jar jar back in the prequels but now we're kind of like but gungans were kind of fun though <laughs> yeah, yeah I, there's a lot of opportunity there. i think i think uh to me in my head the plot point is obi-wan has to go to naboo because he he needs he's he wants to have some closure with, you know, oh Ahmed, like Padme's corpse God. kind of thing. I never thought about a reunion between yeah. Obi-Wan and Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. And now I want it more yeah. than anything. So there's, there's some opportunity to have some fun all around here. Uh, so, um, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, Obi-Wan, uh, next, last episode next week, uh, wrap that up. I, I fully feel Mike and, and you can, you know, Tell me how, what you think. I think a season two announcement is on the horizon. Um, possibly Disney Plus Day. Uh, they like to keep this stuff secret. But I don't think this story is going to be... Obi-Wan's story is going to be done at the end of this. Um, yeah, it seems like there's two... Not necessarily threads out there hanging, but I don't feel like they could emotionally wrap up this version yeah. of Obi-Wan in just like 50 he, minutes, right? It seems yeah. like he needs a lot more character progression to get to a place... Where, where you you know you would pick him up you know in a new hope yeah i i don't think his his week-long venture in the middle of his 20 year stay there is what turns him into the the ben kenobi we find later so mm-hmm. yeah all right well that's that's it for this week's episode mike uh people want to know what you're up to what you're doing where can they find you at well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, where can they find you before you get sent to prison for punching the mayor of the city? Oh, of yeah. You can find me on Instagram, uh, Valdan87, or Twitter, uh, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. I'm just going to be laying low, uh, so if nobody <laughs> can tell anybody that, that'd be great. Yeah, you're going to pull an Ezra Miller and delete your Instagram account. I'm going right? to delete my Instagram account, and I'm <laughs> in another multiverse, if anyone asks. On the run. Are you guys using the same uh, smuggler to get you uh, over the borders? No, I hope not. Uh, <laughs> 
But I am using a VPN, so the, the government can't track my internet. <laughs> yeah, there you go, uh, man. Pro, brought yeah, to you by that, Proton VPN uh, today. Yeah, if we had that sponsorship, we'd yeah. be able to plug it so easily. Exactly. Uh, people know about the show uh, episodes. Our next review, like I said, I believe is Thor Ragnarok. Uh, not Ragnarok, Thor Love and Thunder. Next month, where can people find all that good stuff at? Oh, well, you got to find our underground headquarters where we're... Um, uh, coyoteing people all across the world and that's superheroslate.com that's the best place to find all the avenues we host our show and to get our awesome show notes so if you also want to obsess over what is or isn't optimus prime in gorilla form we got the pictures of those masks and uh, russian concept art in our show notes so go check that out and you can find us on apple Podcasts, youtube spotify wherever else you love to listen to fine podcasts uh you can like us on facebook follow us on twitter uh and instagram and you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. Uh, we love hearing from you. Please reach out. Let us know what you think about the show. What are you watching? What are your vibes? on? What's the, what's the vibe check on Obi-Wan, right? Mm-hmm. I, I know what the general internet consensus is feeling about Obi-Wan, but what are our listeners thinking about Obi-Wan? Send us a vibe check. Let us know. If you want to be a super fan of Superhero Slate, it's so easy. All you have to do is share the show with a friend. Share the show with a buddy, and we'll be here every week folks that's right we will see you guys next week bye thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe